Welcome to the Notes to My Legal Self, AI Insights, where law and AI collide. Get ready to level up your legal game with us. We've got career advice, cutting-edge developments, mind-blowing legal tech, and more. Know someone making waves in the legal AI world? Nominate them, or even nominate yourself. We love courageous souls. And don't forget, we want to hear from you, too. Ask questions, drop comments, let's build a community of legal superheroes. But here's the deal. We're all about to have a blast. AI may be serious, but we're here to make it fun. So buckle up, get ready to power up, and let's embark on this exciting journey together. Now, let's introduce your fearless host, Olga Mack. Get ready to dive into the awesomeness of Notes to My Legal Self, AI Insights. Let's go. Hello, everyone. It's good to see you all. Uh, today is going to be an unusual conversation because I'm going to be doing it all by myself. And maybe it's going to be a quick one, or maybe it's going to take a little longer. So we'll see. I'm experimenting with various formats and various ways I can communicate the change and ways to embrace it and ways to be part of it. So this is one of the experiments. If you participate, this will be interactive and we'll probably have more fun. But what I want to talk today about is about the study by AWS, the Amazon Web Services, that came out recently, a few weeks ago. It was conducted by AWS with Access Partnership. And you can see the link to the study in the notes of the post for this LinkedIn Live conversation. It is not only focused on lawyers. It it is touching, it discusses impact on the industry at large. It, the study surveyed about over 3,000 employers and it also actually over 1,500 of employers and over 3,000 of employees. So a very comprehensive study and it, it looked at various things and I wanted to discuss three things. One, I wanted to discuss what I think is a very interesting prediction. Uh, that confirms that AI is basically mainstream and impact it will have on our careers to the prediction that employers will be excited to pay premium for those folks who are up-leveled and understand how to utilize that technology competently and responsibly and ethically in their practice. Specifically, the report actually acknowledges the impact on the legal industry among many. And three, I will close up by discussing ways you can level up, level, really be part of the new exciting world and economy that is coming. So the report, the most interesting uh, number there is the number around of on page three. So let me highlight it for you. It is this number, let's let me make it a little larger so hopefully you can see it a little better. So here is this in the context. It basically discusses uh, that over 90% adoption of AI by 2028. 28 is not that far away. It's actually coming up in the next few years and the time to prepare for it is now. And if you look at the report, it very much discusses what that means. It looks at most organizations. It talks about the fact that it will transform how we work. 
And it very much focuses that new skills need to be acquired and the new benefits will be spread across employers and employees and that there will be a, an increase in payoff and that there is an absolutely a skill gap with respect to folks who may be left behind. And is already used in legal practices, whether you are a law firm or in-house or in the government, and we will see a whole lot more of it. We already see it in legal research, case management, client interactions, document review, ethics, compliance, training, and upskilling and all kinds of other stuff. And that trend will not stop. This trend will continue and definitely something to watch for and expect. The other number that I thought was very interesting when I look at the report, it's the number that is a few pages, pages down on page 10 of the report. It talks about the fact that salaries that employers are willing to pay premium for those employees who are upskilled and ready to incorporate AI in their practice. So the report, of course, talks much more generally about the indicators, but if you look at page 10, you'll see that legal is specifically highlighted and that the premium that is predicted for legal that is using AI is about 37%. So it is pretty substantial. If you look at your wages today, uh, the 37% increase is substantial for most people. And definitely, if you need more incentives to up-level, to learn more skills, this is it. This is as exciting as it gets. So a very important number. Um, those two numbers together very much signal that the time to educate yourself about AI, incorporated in your legal practice, become a sophisticated user of that technology is now. The time, it, it, I, I do not want to cry wolf, but you really need to start thinking, what is your plan? And how, what is the gap? How much do you know? How much you need to close it? And what are you gonna do about it? So that brings me to the third part of our conversation, what can you do about it? So a couple of things. If you are employed today or not employed working for yourself, I encourage folks to look at where they are today. Talk to your employer. Are they providing any training or budget for you to upskill, up-level, both with respect to AI generally or generative AI specifically, and meaning generally understanding kind of the capability of the technology and the tools that are available and the skills that you need to gain, or more specifically training you to do a better job. And mo not most, but enough employers are actually fairly proactive about it. And it's worth having this conversation or a very minimum, look at the budget you have allocated to every employee that allows you to take various classes and up-level yourself. Now, I talk to a lot of lawyers and it is what I hear over and over again is that many employers, whether they're in-house or law firm or government, are still figuring it out. 
and are still not ready to commit to training and up-leveling and upskilling. So it may or may not be happening at your job. It doesn't mean that you do nothing about it. That actually put a lot more ownership on you to objectively look at yourself and the trends in the economy and the trends in your industry and the trends for lawyers to figure out what is your plan and how are you going to make sure that you are successful, successfully included in the next stage of this economy. I do think that it's important to take the education, not to leave it to just employer to educate you and train you, but actually be proactive about it and uh, consider taking many classes. I've started sharing uh, various opportunities to train yourself that are available today online. Many of them are free. You see the AWS and Google and Microsoft, the big players providing quite a lot of information for free, both in writing and videos, and even sometimes with certification. And LinkedIn um, also has various courses. So there is no shortage of educational opportunities, both in person and online. Yes, free and yes, paid for. And you can figure out what mix of things you need, how specific you need to be, how it applies to your practice, how it applies to you as a professional that you can learn to really have the skills you need to participate in the economy fully. And as I mentioned, I'm reviewing a number of those courses. I started reviewing the Google yesterday, the Google course. It's a very basic course. It's about 22 minutes and it's free. Um, I have about 20 more that I will review gradually for the next few days, or actually probably a few weeks, because um, I'm probably going to release it one at a time. And I don't necessarily think you should take them all. I am taking them all because I'm just curious about what folks are learning and what are they being taught and how technical that information is. And there's quite a range. There's a lot of stuff from basic to pretty advanced. I do pretty well in the basic stuff. And on the business side, I find that I follow pretty well. I've taken some technical classes as well. I guess I do pretty well on the classes that are more college level. When they become a master degree level, I get pretty lost. And then at PhD level, I'm completely lost. And I, I like to figure out the extent of how much I can learn and what's appropriate for somebody like myself. And I invite you to do the same, sort of test the limits of how much you can learn by yourself taking classes online and offline. Number three thing I, I recommend is engaging conversations in your industry. Serve on various uh, committees in your company, in your industry to figure out how to help your organization or your uh, profession to really become part of the economic future that is unfolding. The third thing, the fourth thing that I recommend is actually there's quite a lot of tools for public consumption. ChatGPT is probably the most famous of them all. And I do recommend that you play with it. No, it's not designed for legal advice. No, you should be very careful in putting confidential information. Don't do that. That's not a good practice. However, there are other things you can do that you can that allow you to have low stakes experiments and without risking your information, without risking the fact that it's not to, to use the tool in a way that is not appropriate, you can learn quite a lot from the interaction with ChatGPT. And I guess related to that, tip 4.5 
is that I do recommend getting a paid version. It's only 20 bucks a month. And the difference between 3.5 and 4 is massive. It's actually pretty huge. And uh, I joke, we can't really achieve Epic with basic. And, but it's true. It, it, it really allows you to play with the tool, build simple agents, and really get a feel of what's possible. And for, for version 4 is just massively different and massively better. So I recommend uh, using the paid version. And I think it's not that expensive. So I, the fifth thing I recommend is really, and this is specifically for us lawyers, I've now been through various digital transformations to internet, to mobile, to cloud, to various technologies. And what I found is that having active conversations with my peers was the most helpful and educating each other and helping each other to share resources, insights, tips, experiences and collectively grow together. So small circle groups of peers where you have conversations, fun conversations over dinner or maybe calls or video calls, I find very helpful. I'll add two more tips that are maybe somewhat unusual. The, the number tips, tip six is somewhat unusual. I do think that you already are working with a lot of vendors who have AI in, in their offerings, or you will definitely be working with vendors that have AI in their offerings. And almost every vendor that I have, have had exposure with that has AI has a massive educational component. And I think it's very helpful to take advantage of it, not only to be educated about the product, but also to ask the questions about the ethics and proper use. And in the process of being the beta test, uh, tester or first uh, early adopter, you will learn quite a lot. You'll get a front row seat working with the vendor and really learning from their experiences and why they built the product in the first place and what are the proper uses and extent of the tools. And it will generally help you learn about the tool, yes, and it will also help you to learn about what's possible and ways to improve on that and find other tools and acquire general knowledge. And then finally, I invite you to take a look at your legal practice, whether it's in-house at a law firm, a government, whatever, wherever you are, and inventory everything you do and really find ways to incorporate AI in your substantive or your sort of business of law parts of the practice. And when you take a look at everything you do, I invite you to take, to rank all the tasks from low risk, meaning it's publicly available, there is no confidential information disclosed, you're not giving legal advice to high risk, things that involve confidential information and legal advice and stuff like that, for example, filing with the court, or actually giving legal advice was a high risk. Take the low stakes experiments and really try to figure out what tools can AI tools can I use to improve my workflow? What tools can I use to, to do better, faster, cheaper, bigger? Um, those are active conversations that I invite you to have with yourself or with your colleagues with respect to your practice. Finally, take a look at the report. Uh, it is not designed for lawyers specifically, but very much is applicable to lawyers and mentions lawyers as well. 
So those numbers are pretty impressive. AI is definitely here. It is here to stay. It is, has become mainstream and the time to up-level and upskill is now. Thanks everyone. Bye. And that brings us to the end of another thrilling episode on the Notes to My Legal Self AI Insights. We had a fantastic time exploring the fascinating intersection of law and AI with you. But hold on tight because the adventure doesn't stop here. Stay connected with us on social media to continue the conversation, share your thoughts, and be part of our incredible community of legal enthusiasts. Together, we can inspire, learn, and make a real impact on the world of law and AI. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to share it with your friends, colleagues, and anyone else who could benefit from the exciting insights we discussed. Let's spread the knowledge and enthusiasm far and wide.